I'm Tara Gray, and today in Henrico, I am joined by Andy Jinks, Chief of Communications and Community Engagement for Henrico County Public Schools. Hi, Andy. Welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back with you. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking time today to speak with me. Here we are in the middle of July. There is a board meeting on the 23rd of this month. What decisions will be made that day? Well, we're getting pretty close to uh, letting our employees and our community know what school is going to look like in the fall. And uh, throughout the year, but intensifying in recent days and weeks has been a series of opportunities to try to understand what our community is thinking and feeling, what our employees are thinking and feeling, and ultimately um, displaying and explaining a variety of possibilities for what school might look like in September. And so we're going to be presenting some options that the community to this point has been made aware of uh, to our school board. And they have that meeting on July 23rd to, to make a, a decision on what that will look like so we can then begin to move forward with what our employees would like to do and, and obviously our students and families come September. Okay. There was a survey sent out. What type of feedback did you guys receive from the survey that was sent out? Did, did, do you have an idea of what percentage of parents completed the survey versus parents that did not participate? Because the goal, obviously, is parental involvement. Uh, certainly. Uh, we, something like 19,000 responses, wow. 13,000 of which were from our parent community. Um, and, and that's pretty good as far as surveys are considered. And it, it shows you the significance and obviously the importance of issues involving public education. What it also revealed to us is that there is a wide array of opinions and concerns and questions about right. the forthcoming year. And that's not unique to Henrico County. That's something that's being experienced not only throughout the region, but uh, throughout the country at this time, because you, we can put forward a variety of options. They're known as hybrid learning or virtual learning or in-person learning and the number of days that that happens in a given week. But each of those scenarios generates dozens and dozens of questions from the students, from their families, and, and obviously from our employee population as well. And in the middle of July, that's where we're working to address, to to answer and to ultimately reimagine what public education can look like in the midst of a pandemic. Right. There are also uh, some other dates to remember, important dates, July 23rd through the August 2nd. Would you like to elaborate on that? That's right. Yeah. Uh, at our community meeting on Tuesday, we um, went over this tentative timeline. And it all dates back to our board meeting, which is on Thursday the 23rd. And so after that, when we expect a, a decision or a vote on what school will look like in the fall, um, there's a, a period of time, a little bit longer than a week, where we would be putting out what we'll call for now intent forms, or in other words, asking for our staff intentions and the oh, okay. intentions of our students and families for the start of school. Because we can come up with a plan, but then ultimately we need to know just how many people are going to choose which option, and then we can staff and design staff accordingly and design the in instructional plan based on you know what our community would like to do. In other words, there in a hypothetical situation, there's a hybrid option where some families may want to send their kids to school in person, let's say if it's two days a week, 
but we're always offering that fully virtual plan as well. We call it a parallel pathway. So there's always virtual learning that's running parallel to the in-person opportunities that we're discussing. We would need to see just how many people are taking advantage of the variety of things that get decided on. And that's what the week of July 23rd through August 2nd would be about. Okay. How many options are there as of today ahead of the meeting on the 23rd? Yeah, I would say it's, it's hard to put a precise figure yeah. on that for this reason, because we can talk about hybrid options, but within hybrid options, there are several possibilities inside that. And, and what we presented to our community most recently is that based on our survey results, the community seemed to favor what's known as an AB model, meaning students go Students are in group A, they go into school on, okay. on one day of the week. Then students in group B go into school on a different day of the week and the groups continue to switch. That seemed to be the uh, favored option in a hybrid model, but there are some other possibilities um, within that. That that also factors into what our, our board will ultimately be deciding on July 23rd. In addition to a variation of, of any hybrid model, you're talking about a, a fully parallel virtual option, um, and, and we're also continuing to look at things like what, what, what does five-day-a-week schooling look like considering the health data that we are aware of as of now? And so that's part of it, too. And so uh, the fairest thing to say is that we are doing our best to look at this from every angle and from every opportunity. And while nothing is strictly off the table at this time, we are really listening intently mm -hmm. to what our employees are telling us what our students and families are telling us and trying to come to the decision that makes the most sense for the health and safety of all of our stakeholders, as well as the, uh, you know, the instructional and learning and educational benefits for our uh, students moving forward. But we've, we've really got to prioritize and, and take a hard, careful look at health and safety data, knowing that this is a situation that seems to change rapidly mm -hmm. and ha has changed rapidly since mid-March. Right, yeah. No, it seems to me most school districts want a, that solid plan in place to be able to turn on a dime if need be. But also, sure. you know, parents, teachers, staff, you know, they need and want to know what to expect beyond September. And I hate to do this. I hate to throw this out there. Worst case scenario, a child is, you know, learning in the classroom and that child tests positive for COVID. So sure there has, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that is one of the most frequent questions that mm -hmm. we get from our employees, which is what mm -hmm. happens if yeah. a, a child tests positive? Um, and, and I'm not sure that we have all the answers to that yeah. question yet. And we've been working with our staff to, uh, to help folks understand or at least trust that we are working on that and many, many other questions about um, how this is going to work under right. a certain plan. But it also gets into some degree of speculation because we haven't landed on what our plan is going to look like yet. These right. are all legitimate questions, of course. Yeah. Um, but school systems everywhere are coming up with uh, procedures and, and we might even call it policy language yeah. that would address with these things. Uh, but ultimately, employees want answers Families want answers. Everyone deserves uh, these answers. And, and that's what's still, I think, in development. School systems are working um, really diligently to attempt to answer all these things. But I, I've yet to see you know, any school system come up with a, a you know, 
thorough list, but that's exactly what this month is about and, and why I think you sense that public interest is intensifying in mid-July because there are all these questions that we're, we're doing our best to, to try and answer right now. Right. I think we all have to go, go into the 2021 school year accepting the fact that there's going to be a learning curve. Whether you choose virtual or, you know, in, in classroom learning, there's going to be a, a learning curve for this school year. Well, sure. You can probably say, you know, we learn new things about public education, even under normal circumstances. Right. But this is a, a, a complete and total reimagining of education um, right. because it's a, a very concerning, rightfully so, situation for uh, a whole lot of people. Yeah, no, clearly this is not as simple or as cut and dry as you either choose to send your child to school, accepting the new policies, and or you do virtual learning options. So it's, it doesn't seem there's other little things sprinkled in. For example, buses. That's right. And, What's and, the you know, plan wanna, for, yeah. Yeah, what I was going to say is, that, you know, we want to live up to the expectations of our families for um, really walking them through what a school day might look like if that's the direction we have to go. And if I heard correctly, I think you were starting to go down the path of bus transportation too. Mm -hmm. And, yes. uh, you know, we're, we're working, you know, it, it's really still in the planning stages and, and these are all considerations. And, and uh, you know, I hope the listeners are understanding that, uh, you know, even as we, we can discuss issues on a daily basis, but sometimes what we discuss is doesn't have a very long shelf life because data changes, guidance right. evolves, thinking evolves as a result. But, you know, in the midst of this conversation now, we're, we're working off a guidance that suggests three feet of social distancing will be okay, provided that students and employees and, and everyone are wearing masks, which is something we intend to require under a version of in-person school. And, and so our, our transportation department has to uh, rethink all of these routes because school buses are designed to be full, right? Well, mm -hmm. under this circumstance, those school buses will very much not be full. And yet, how many students will still be requiring transportation? I don't think we have that number yet. And that's going to influence the plan as well. And that goes back right. to the question from a few minutes ago about uh, getting intent from our families because that will also inform how bus transportation would work under that circumstance too. Right. I think probably the, the best way that we can look at this is just be patient. And, you know, everyone knows that we all want the same for our children and for teachers and staff. And so at, we all have the same goal. It's just how do we right. get there? And it may change from day to day or week to week. And I, I think, I think maybe, you, that's right. You, you made a very good point there, which is ultimately we share a common goal. We yeah. all want students to be back in school five days a week. We want that to happen safely, of course. So how do we get there and how does public confidence reach a point that health and safety is, is at a level that we expect it to be? That's, that's the kind of question where you ask 100 people and you might get 100 different answers. But yeah. we are working to answer all those questions and I know we'll get there at some point. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, this kind of feels like a game of shoots and ladders to me. I can't imagine what it feels like to to the, everyone trying to make decisions for their students and staff. So thank you so much, Andy, for taking time. I'm going to let you get back to your day. I can, I can uh, <laughs> only imagine what your days are like. I'm sure you've upped your amount of coffee that you're drinking. <laughs> well, th that plus, you know, th this was a good part of the day. So I'm always happy to oh, do this, and I know we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate it. All right. Take care.